Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. the besties it's danny j i keep waiting for you to call it say danny jizzle so i can say i'm jizzle i was going to and then as i was saying it i changed my mind well i'm jill <laughs> aka jizzle uh i'm excited what are we talking about today we're this is going to be a good episode because i feel like there are a lot of Number one, people pushing morning routine slash you have to have a routine or else you're, you know, what is it? If you don't, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Mm-hmm. But we're also seeing now a lot of mocking of oh these morning routines and like these extensive routines that people have. I love the mocking. Did you see the video I sent you? That guy who was like, I spend five minutes journaling and then five minutes doing my affirmations, dude i'm just looking at these morning routines that people are now selling or like sharing with people and i'm like that's just stressful as fuck oh my God, imagine waking stressful. up and being like all right there's 10 things i have to do before eight o'clock like yeah there's already 10 things you have to do especially if you're a parent there's already a million things you have to do that's your morning routine the morning oh routine God. is get the fucking kids out of the house yeah take a shower get your food ready like it's already a morning routine uh, i know who even has time to take a shower my morning routine is like i, I don't even know well, also like, imagine you have to like, now all of a sudden it's stressful. Cause you're like, I didn't get my meditation in. Like yeah. when does meditation become more stressful than relaxing? Yeah. I wanted to talk about this, uh, kind of the pros and cons of having a routine and rituals, because it is in the personal development space. There are so many people who are pushing these kind of routines. And even if it's not a morning routine, it's just like these rituals, you need to have self-care rituals and you need to have um, pre-work rituals or pre-workout rituals. And even like I'm in the speaking space and I have, I hear these things about your pre-speaking ritual and people doing these little exercises before they go out on stage. And I'm like, sure that could work. And so I do want to talk about the pros and cons. I think there are pros to having a routine and having rituals, but I also think that sometimes they get in the way of you actually doing shit. And so because we're in this space and you, y'all see it so much. And I know if you listen to us, you probably follow the type of people who talk about this and not to like poo poo on whoever you follow, but we need to look at it with more critical lenses and see what works for you and not just take everything as like gospel. And, you know, you look at some of these really successful people. And I remember, um, one of my mentors, uh, Jeff Olson, he said, success leaves clues. And so it's kind of the saying, like, look at what successful people are doing and do what they do. And you'll have that success. But just because let's say Tony Robbins has his little morning routine where he jumps on a trampoline and he does his like little mantras. If I do that too, I'm not going to have the same success as Tony. That's not what got him his success, right? It's not the routine that he did. So I can do all the same things that my like idol does. That doesn't mean I'm going to become. It's correlation versus causation, right? It's not like if I just have this morning routine, I'm going to make a million dollars. It's more that people who are successful find a way to get focused 
like to me, that's really what like a morning routine or a self-care routine, like, you know, and by the way, you guys, if you're sitting here being like, I don't have a routine, like you probably do, but your routine, you just don't call it a routine, right? Everyone has something that they do every morning. Everyone has something they do every night. Everyone has something like most nights. Some people have stuff they do on the weekends. Like if you have, you know, um, patterns or things that you do multiple times per week or every morning or every time, certain time of the day, that's a routine technically. And to Danny's point, I think the big question is, is your routine helping or hurting and how to know if your routine is helping or hurting? Yeah, I think. So when I was living out of a suitcase, it was very hard to have a routine. And so the part, the pros that I can see in a routine are you can actually stay on track. You can gain momentum. I really found when I was packing a suitcase and going somewhere else, I have a really hard time getting momentum in anything where, whether I was working on emails or social media posts, I might post one time in the morning and then I'm traveling. And so I missed two days of posting. And so well, you guys very- are doing a lot of like, you guys are doing a lot of road trips too. And like the yes. Wi-Fi was super unreliable. Right. So the, those kind of things are where I, I remember just craving a routine. I remember saying so many times, I just want to be in one place so I could just have a routine. So these are the kind of pros when you're in one place. Like I know when we lived in Venice and you still do this, it's like, you get up, you go to the gym, you have that, like you're done by 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, and then you start working at 11, then you have your lunch. And so you kind of have this routine and there's consistency. And you know, as an entrepreneur being consistent is going to help your business. You can't just be all over the place. So for me, having that inconsistency was very frustrating and it was hard, but If you have so much of a routine and you're so tight on it that you can't do anything unless you do X, Y, Z, like it's OCD. Like I missed my workout. Now I can't do this. Or I didn't have this certain breakfast, or you can't even leave town because you're like, I need my uh, red sauna light and I need to do this and I need to do that. And I can't even leave my house and stay at a hotel because you're so attached to this routine. That's when it's not really helping you. So I think there is a balance. I do think routines are very important. I think it's important to maintain consistency and to have some kind of um, just some kind of, yeah, consistency in your life. But Mm -hmm. I also think it's important to not live and die by your routine and think that that's going to be the thing that create success for you. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. I'm wondering uh, from your perspective, if you had these when you were competing, because I felt like that when I, my success as a competitor was all about control, right? It was like, I have to eat all my food in my kitchen. I made it from scratch. Like if I, I couldn't go to restaurants, I couldn't travel. Like if I did, I need to bring all my Tupperwares with me. So we think I love what you said about like, yes, routines can definitely be beneficial because it gives you a sense of focus, right? It's like, oh, I, okay. It's like consistency. You always hear it with dogs, especially dogs like do well with consistency because they already, it's always predictable. But on the flip side, asking yourself, and I, I went through this myself is like, is this just a control mechanism, right? Is this just a control mechanism? Because I feel like I need to do these 10 things or else I'm not gonna be able to handle it. Or I don't know what's going to happen. You know, I think one of the things that's really helped me get out of this is Keith's schedule, because when he is at work, I have a very consistent schedule. Like he's not here. It's just me and the dog. And I have my routine. He comes home. He doesn't really have a schedule. He doesn't have anything else. You know what I mean? So he's like, oh, do you want to work out? And meanwhile, I go to the gym around nine, but he's like, ah, he's going to eat breakfast. And then I'll probably head like, I don't know, between 10 and 11. And I've been like, I just want to go fucking now. Like, I just get it over with. Let's go now. But if I want to work out with him, which is something that we enjoy together, I'm like, okay. So I like kind of like, oh, kind of like grimace. And I'm like, oh, okay, we'll make it till because I start getting hungry and like all these kind of things. But it has helped me be more flexible 
be way more laid back, more go with the flow. And I don't die. I just go at 1030 instead of nine and it's fine. And the, the routine works and I still get it done and whatever. And I just figure out ways to work around that time difference, you know? So I think it's things like that, especially if you're in a relationship, sorry, but you don't get everything you want all the time, exactly when you want it. You have to take into consideration other people's timelines, other people's needs, you know? And I remember even when Keith and I started dating, he was very used to, he was, he was single for eight years. So for him, if he wanted to go down the beach right now and play volleyball, like he just fucking left, you know, threw on some board shorts and went. And now he's like, do you want to come with me? And I'm like, yeah, but I have to finish this thing up first. And he, I could see him, especially at the beginning of a relationship being like, I just want to go like, you know, he wants to be outside his buddies and whatever. And now he's way, way more like, cool, like, you know, cool. So we'll head down there sometime in the next couple of minutes. And like, he's very much more laid back about it. So I think when you're in a relationship, it's a really easy way to kind of break some of those control mechanism tendencies. If you want the marriage to, or the relationship to work, it's like, yeah, you're gonna have to give up some of your stuff. And you can't just be all about your schedule and what you need all the time because you're taking into consideration other people. Now, if you're a parent and you're listening to this, you're probably like, no shit. Like the second you have a kid, you're like, yeah, all bets are off. Like, I wish I had a routine. I just don't. So how can you figure out a way to have some predictability, some consistency in your day, but not have it be so rigid that it becomes stressful to you? Because I mean, for me, when I was competing, I would get so stressed out if I had, if anything was out of routine. I don't have my gym. Someone's on my treadmill. Uh, there's no dumbbells available, like whatever it was, right. It's like anything that threw off my, I would be so fucking angry, like irrationally angry, you know? And so thinking back to that and now I'm just like, yeah, way more go with the flow. But to your point, sometimes having some predictability, some consistency, it gives you more mental energy to be able to actually do the thing you want. So it how does. do you do that balance? Well, it it does give you some predictability and mental energy, but I like that you brought in the part about partners because this is kind of, you know, in your moderation 365, you talk about surfing the disappointment, you know, where maybe you're skipping dessert or something like that. This is kind of one of those things where it's a practice to not do things exactly how you want. And I know the feeling I've done this with, with Jeff, with my brother, which is family members where you want things to go a certain way. You had in your mind a, a time schedule that you wanted to stick to. And then you had to wait for someone, or you had to skip out on something that you plan on doing. And it's so frustrating, but it's great practice, especially if you are maybe a recovering control freak or something where you just need this. I think it's really important to just sit back and go, I'm not in control of everything. Um, I can't possibly control everything. And this one thing, missing this one thing is not going to derail my entire life. It's not going to like in the big picture, when you're 80 years old, 150 years old, are you going to still remember that one time you went to the gym at 1030 instead of nine, you know, or the one time that you couldn't go because you got home late or you missed your meal and you had to eat out instead. I think it's so important to keep big picture in mind. And that's why these routines, while they can help with consistency and while they can keep you like help your mental energy, if it starts to make you so rigid, that's when there's a bit of a problem. And, uh, it's, it's practice. I think mm -hmm. it's practice and it's just allowing yourself to be more go with the flow. And you don't have mm -hmm. to be so go with the flow that people start taking advantage of you when you never get to do what you want to do. I think it's important to have your boundaries, but also, also um, looking at like, is your thing really that important? Is your schedule really that important? Are you missing out on fun things in life? Like 
you can't travel unless you have all of these, you know, boxes checked. Are you missing out on, I don't know, great experiences because you can't get out of your certain routine. I think it's really like, sometimes let's say the gym thing. I know a lot of people here, you guys love the food obsession um, episodes. You love the exercise obsession episodes. I know that's a big thing with traveling. Like maybe there's not a gym. And maybe you're going to be walking a lot. Maybe you're going to be traveling on a 12 hour flight and you don't have time to work out that day. Can you just handle skipping a workout for one day and getting some rest instead of freaking out that you're not going to be able to get your workout mm-hmm. in? I think it's just really important. And I think mentally, when you allow yourself to do that and let it go the first couple of times, it sucks. It's hard. You feel stressed out. But I think as you practice, you eventually get to a place where it's not bothering you and you can move on and you're actually more pleasant to be around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's okay to have like non-negotiables where you're like, all right, because that's the thing is like, you can't, not everything can be so important every single day where you're like, needs to be this. I need to go to the gym exactly at nine. And like, there's, it's easy to just pick your non-negotiables, you know, maybe for you. And this is why I, I don't know if I've talked about this on, on our episodes, but I have this thing called anchor actions. And essentially it's like two max three things that you're committed to doing every day that actually help give you energy back. So these are more like, it's more about energy management. So if I want to show up at my job and be hyper-focused and be on Zoom all day, I know I'm going to need some downtime somewhere. So whether it's self-care, like, so for some people, it's it maybe is taking you know, a bath at night or for some other people, it's taking a walk or for some other people, it's, you know, I need to, I don't know, just have 10 minutes of alone time. I do think that it's important to have some kind of thing that's just yours in the day that you do, but it doesn't need to be at nine o'clock. It doesn't need to be at 1030, right? It doesn't have to be these specific times. So anchor actions are going to be individual to each person. And for me, it's, you know, lift weights, leisure walk and eight hours of sleep. That's it. Now, and my day can go any other fucking way, but those things are key. I don't care if I do them at nine. I don't care if I do them at 11 o'clock at night. I don't care if I skip them every once in a while, but it's one of those things that like, I know these are my big dial movers. They help me show up in my life, not only more focused, but more patient, right? Because that's the thing we talk about. If we're trying to, if we know that we have, especially if you're someone who was single for a long time and now you're with somebody, patience is a tough thing, right? Cause you're like, ah, I never had to consider anybody else before. I just was able to do what I need to do when I need to do it. And so yes, surfing this disappointment, really it's about being more patient to be like, cause some people want to go at different paces than you, or some people have other needs than you. So it's about patience. And it's about just honoring the couple things that are important to you. You're like, sleep is non-negotiable for me. I'm not going to stay up because my partner wants to stay up every fucking night till midnight. I'm going to bed at eight, like, or whatever. Right. Like, so it's okay to have those kind of things, but I agree with you as when it, when your routine or your non-negotiables or the things you need to feel, you know, productive or successful become the entire day, then there's just no room for anything else. No room for any other people, no room for any other inputs, no room for any sort of deviation from the routine. And that, can bring up so much anxiety. So I think to you, what your point about like the practice of it, that's really key. Again, the first few times it's going to be like, it's going to make your skin crawl. Like we should have been out the door 15 minutes ago. Then you realize you left 15 minutes late. You're there. It's fine. You survived. No one died. And then you, now you have proof that you don't need to be as much of a control freak because your world did not implode as a result of that. And I, I think it's important to look at what in your routine is actually helping you. So maybe, you know, the miracle morning, great book, but 
there's so many things in there, you know, there's meditation, there's reading that like, if you're doing all these things, you're like, I'm starting with a cold plunge and then I'm reading and then I'm doing a meditation and then I'm writing my gratitude and then I'm do I'm doing a journal and then I'm uh, dry brushing and then I'm exercising. What of those things really is moving the needle for you? You don't necessarily need to do them all. Some people just really don't like to journal. I would get so much out of journaling years ago. I have books and books and books of journals because it really helped me process my thoughts, writing it down. I don't get that as much anymore. Every once in a while, if I'm really raging and I'm kind of freaking out, I will pull up my notes and just, you know, vomit onto the page of what's going on. And it helps me process, but I don't need to do that every day. It's really more of like when I need to, when I'm in a certain state of emotion, that's when it works for me. That's when it helps me. Um, I don't need to do a daily journaling practice. Sometimes my gratitude practice before, when I was married, we would just verbally do it at night, like five things before we go to bed. I didn't have to write it down to me. That was just kind of tedious. So some of the things you need to do, like you're thinking about doing, or you want to do, maybe just look at how is it impacting you? And if it's not like, you don't need to cut the damn cold shower. If it's not helping you, if it does help you feel good and energized, and you're like, that is the thing that gets me going, keep it. Then that's shower. maybe one of your non-negotiables. Yeah. <laughs> So I think just these little routines and things that you're doing, don't do them for the sake of doing them, do them because they do help you. They either help you become more productive. They help you feel better. They help you calm your nervous system, whatever it is that routine or ritual is, it should be something that actually makes a difference for you. You're not doing it just because it's a thing to do. Right. Um, and I think that's really what it comes down to. Same thing, like the speaker thing. I I've seen, I've seen some speaker coaches say that you need to have a pre-speaking routine and jump up and down and all of this stuff. And for me personally, I'm already uh, hyped up and anxious before speaking. So I usually need to find a corner and like take some deep breaths and calm myself down. If I'm like jumping up and down, that's not like, for me, that's not helpful. And that's not what I need to do. Some of the time before speaking, I'm like reading my notes last minute, just trying to remember and shove everything in my brain. So I don't forget what I'm going to say. That's fine. Like sitting there thinking I should be doing some kind of other routine is not helping me when I just need to keep top of mind what I'm trying to say. So there's experts out there telling you what works, telling you what you should be doing, take it all with a grain of salt, see what works for you, see what feels good, get rid of the rest. And if you skip things, sometimes it's also okay. Love that. Nope. It's so true. Get discerning. And again, a lot of like our conversations, it does come down to a level of just like self-awareness, right? So maybe you do need to do all the moon and routines to realize that actually out of the 10 things you were doing, only one of them actually mattered, you know? So sometimes you have to like try it out. So if you're seeing some of these things and some of these, you know, quote unquote, successful people doing, try it on, right? And then assess and know yourself well enough to go like, yeah, that's not for me. Like, cold plunge sounds amazing, but that doesn't move the dial for me. Like, you know, should I be, and also a reminder that just because you don't have an extension, extensive morning routine, or some of these more like, I don't know, we're seeing more with like cryotherapy and red light sauna and whatever, it doesn't mean you're not going to be successful. It just means that that's not a thing for you. And there's other things that are for you. So honor those. And really, again, all these conversations come down to a level of self-awareness. And sometimes you don't know yourself until you try some things and then just be discerning with it. Don't try and continue to, you know, uh, fit a round hole into a square peg. If it's not for you, it's not for you. You can still be successful without cold plunges. 
And yeah, I think we did I a whole episode on cold plunges as well. We did. We did. I love, uh, there was must've been really struggling for content that week. There was a TikTok that Alex Hermosi did. Um, he said, people always ask me about my morning routine and he goes, I get up, I have coffee and I start working. He's like, that's my routine. And I, I think that's fantastic because he's very successful and he's like, I get right to work. And there's so many people who say they do all of these other things. And it's like, well, you can do that. And I also see very successful people doing all these extra things like the red light therapy and um, the sauna and all that. Did they do that to get where they are though? Probably not. Once they had money and they can afford a red light and they could afford a sauna and all that, they're doing it now because they have more time and they feel good. But I really don't think that when they were starting out and they weren't as successful as they are now, that's what they did to get there. And so I think that's another piece we need to look at is what were they doing to get where they are versus what they're doing now when they're in a completely different place. Totally. Good point. All right, y'all. Well, if you don't have more routine, don't worry about it. If you have one, we'd love to hear what it is and how it works for you. And, you know, like all things, we want to give you guys permission to find your own way. And so hit us up. Of course, you can always hit us up at the Best Life Podcast on Instagram. We always appreciate when you guys share these episodes. We always regram you. Um, and of course, if you have not left a review, we love reading those. We've gotten some new ones recently. Thank you, guys. We uh, pretty much ask you every episode. So if you're listening to this right now and you got anything valuable from this episode or any of the episodes, it would be a huge favor to us if you would whip out your app. And go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes, even if it's just one or two sentences, tell other people what they can expect here. And we, of course, love reading those. So y'all are the best. Thank you so much for your time and attention as always. And we'll see you on the next episode. Bye guys. Yeah.